Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, Jamie, the Big 12 uh, would, would do a better job of, I think, mixing this up. And just in terms of, this is uh, two years in a row where basically you don't have the student section in full force. And, uh, and while I understand you can't give everybody a Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening uh, basketball game, it just... It would seem to me that you would want to, you know, mix this up a little bit. Last year they played in Lubbock on January the eighth, and this year it's a, you know, a Tuesday on January the third. Yeah, it is disappointing. You know, so mm-hmm. just, just my 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 two cents on on that. Uh, I still th- I still think it it won't affect us that much. Okay. All yeah, right. I just because our fan base has been so good for those for those basketball games right it's just for some of the student section you know where you know they would be potentially camping out or Mm -hmm. and who knows you know i'm sure a line will form at some point in time today um and you know for the students they're still doing this like to guarantee themselves a seat for the texas game this is a makeup game so like if they didn't make one of the non-conference games it's my understanding is that this is a game that you can use to kind of get yourself Back in good stead. Okay, that's okay. good. Because of, and it's primarily it's because it's a Tuesday night uh, right after the new year before class starts. And how far are we from classes starting? Uh, a couple weeks, I think. Still a couple weeks? I'm not certain on that. It may be... Uh, I, know it's, I know it's the ninth for the, uh, you know, the LISD kids... You know, friendship, Lubbock Cooper, right in that ballpark, right ninth, tenth. Yeah, I think we're next Monday. Next yeah. Monday, and I think same night as the national championship game. I think. I think. Thank you. Uh, I think. I think. Uh, tech starts like uh, that Wednesday or Thursday, so it's you know it's still a little bit of time uh, okay. before they would before they would start. I was wondering if there's any diehard that'll just say, "Mom and Dad, I'm just going to go back to school a week early." So um, I can so I can watch the game. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's just you know for some of those that you know are in the dorm, no, they, they don't, don't they don't have the option. They don't yeah. ha- they don't they don't have that they don't have that option. I have not uh, had a chance to visit with you since Texas Tech's win um, over Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl. Um, just kind of the atmosphere and everything that that stood out to you in in Houston last week with the Red Raiders getting their eighth win and uh, and beating down the the Ole Miss Rebels. Um, you know, I feel like it was one of the more, I could be wrong. I didn't watch every bowl game. Uh, felt like I watched bits and pieces of a lot of them though. And it felt like it was the more, or one of them that was more heavily uh, attended. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, felt like both fan bases showed up and, um, I thought Old Miss had a good contingency as well. I mean, they were way outnumbered by Red Raiders, but, um, it, it felt like, um, just there, there were a lot of, people there from both sides so i thought that was good it made yep. for i mean you watch some of these bowl games and mm-hmm. you're looking in the lower bowl and there's I mean, it's few and far between to find people and so uh, i thought um you know th- this bowl game was was really good in that regard so um you know from that standpoint that was cool that made it made for good atmosphere and obviously the the play on the field made for a lot of fun for red raiders no no doubt um how how encouraged are you going into next year? Um, I, you know, I, I don't. I'm not going to act like I'm more encouraged because of the bowl game. Okay. I mean, I was already encouraged. Again, it's a bowl game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would. 
I don't, I don't know. You, you're allowed to disagree with me on this, but I, I felt like the Red Raiders looked like the team that wanted to be there more than Ole Miss did. Okay. And so, again, I, I always feel like that's a huge factor in who wins the game. Mm-hmm. But I also thought their coach coached it. Like it was somewhat not a real, real game. Lane okay. Kiffin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um yeah, I, I just felt like the Red Raiders wanted to be there more. So I, I mean, I, I come out of that game excited, but I came in, went into the game excited for next you season. You're not more excited as a result of the victory. Yeah, no, no, um, I was thrilled we put it on an SEC team, though. Surprised that Tyler Shuck saying he's coming back. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. me too, me too. Do you do you think he sounded like that decision? Probably he had made that decision prior to the game. It sounds it because when you say it so quickly. After the game, right? It sounds like you would you would think, not trying to think for anybody, but you would think that if you're announcing that like right there and then, mm-hmm. if Tech had lost that game, do you think he still make he may not make that announcement right then and there? But what what scenario would would make you think that um, if they had lost, he would have he would have gone somewhere else. Yeah, I, I just don't see that. No, I don't think it seems, so. It seemed like that decision was, was, it was made, made ahead yeah. of time. It was made. Yeah, it was made. Win, win or lose, he was coming mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Or, or play well or not play well, he was coming back. Yeah. Uh, I'm also uh, pleased that uh, Austin McNamara is coming back for another year. Yeah, that's a good thing as well. I mean, well. I think you got a pretty good core. Uh, sure coming, you do. Coming back, uh, coming back next season. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Any of the games surprise you from over the weekend? I guess the Cotton Bowl with... What happened with uh, USC and and Tulane? Um, well, su- surprised that they blew the lead. Not surprised that USC ultimately lost, just because you just again USC was win your conference championship game. You're playing in the college football playoff, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, what we're playing Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. Right? Yeah, it's a different feel. Different. So feel. not surprised at all that Tulane won the game. But I mean, down fourteen with four minutes to go, or down fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. With four minutes yeah. to go, whatever. I'm surprised. They I want to say back. it was 16, but I, yeah. but I may be wrong about that. I think they scored 16 in the final four yes. minutes, okay, so you go. they were down there 15. You there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a fun stat. You know, that's only happened like once in the last 20 years, right? A yeah. team that that was down that much came back yeah, to win. Texas Tech would be that team. Yeah, the other team. The yeah. other team that came back. Yeah. No, the, we were the team that got beat. Oh, we were the team that got beat. Texas game. Oh, the, oh, oh! I was thinking of the. I was thinking of a bowl game. I was thinking of the Minnesota game or something like that. No, no team down fifteen with under four minutes to yeah. go and yeah, come back right to win. Yeah. yeah, except right. for Texas over Texas Tech. Texas Tech, yeah, yeah. I, when I kind of thought I'd kind of forgotten about that. <laughs> kind of dismissed that from my brain. <laughs> That's well, smart. Least, smart. That's trying good. to have amnesia. That's a good move. That's trying good to move. have it. Trying to have amnesia. Okay, let's stick with the positive stuff. <laughs> uh, um, obviously, the TCU win surprised me. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I would tell you what surprised me most about the weekend is that halfway through that game, or even maybe not even halfway, I started rooting for TCU. That really surprised that me. That surprises me. That that shocked me. I'm like, what is going on? What I just why, felt why like it? Michigan. I. I I just felt like they were, and, and it's kind of the same way I felt about Lane Kiffin. Like Kiffin going for fourth downs all over the field, mm-hmm. it was like he completely disrespected our defense. Like he had no respect. Like these guys aren't going to stop us. You know what? We're not going to let them stop us on three downs. We're not punting. 
we're gonna we're gonna go for it. These these losers from the Big Twelve can't stop us. And that like totally offended me. Okay. And so I wanted to stomp a mud pit in them afterwards. Okay. So I mean I was that that <coughs> just like his that arrogance and mm-hmm. I kinda like Lane Kiffin. But like him continually going for it on fourth down all over the field was just like, and I know our coach does it, but it goes for fourth downs or whatever, but they're like fourth and ones or fourth and twos. I mean, it was just all in, in, and sometimes in desperate situations and all, it was just, it just, I just took so much. Like, I hope our defense is offended by this because it feels like he has no confidence in and I thought Michigan was the same way, but kind of on the defensive side of the ball. They're just going to blitz everybody all the time and and act like TCU couldn't do anything about it. And TCU just picked – I just – I didn't like the arrogance that I saw from the Michigan defensive play calling, okay? And and I was just like, go, go – Go put it on them, Horn Frogs. Let's go. So it wasn't me like all of a sudden rooting for the Big Twelve. You don't it have was, like a purple shirt on underneath your. No. Okay. No. No. I was really hoping for the Big Twelve to go one and seven. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. Uh, I really was. I was. I was too. Although I was rooting for Kansas State too, and they got hammered. Real quick, uh, was that targeting on the last play, or did they make the right call by not calling targeting on the last play? <laughs> Well, I mean, was it targeting in the second overtime with Kansas and Arkansas on the last play? When they got when the game was over and they changed replay turned it retur- turned it over and I called that, it targeting. I, I thought it was the same I thought it was the same play. Okay. I thought it was the same play. I hated I hated that yeah. the, the the I would have hated for them to Give them another chance. Lose the game like that. Yeah, yeah, and I and at least Arkansas ended up ultimately winning, but I thought it was the same play. Okay. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for the stay in sports history. Here is Jeff McGuire. Today is January 3rd, 2022. No, it's not. 2023. Yes, it is. God. I was so proud of myself thinking I'm not going to blow this, and then I blow it. I specifically have a note on here. Wait for Chuck to see if he gets the year right. Um, 1943. Get the day right, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the year off. And the month. Yeah. Feels like, you know, don't be sad. Two out of three ain't bad. Okay, two out of three ain't bad, right? <laughs> 1943. Max and Doug Bentley assist on their brother's Reg's only NHL goal in the Blackhawks' 3-3 tie with the Rangers in New York City. It's the only time in NHL history a trio of family members score and assist on a scoring play. Wow, shocking that the Howes didn't do that. Were all three of them on the same team at the same time? I believe so. Eventually, when they were when when they were in uh, Houston with the Arrows, with the uh, well, if they were the Arrows, it wouldn't be the NHL with with the World Hockey League. But I mean, just but still, be professional. Nineteen seventy one. AFC Championship game numero uno. Baltimore Colts beat the Oakland Raiders 27-17. The NFC Championship game numero uno mm-hmm. would have the Dallas Cowboys beat the San Francisco 49ers 17-10. And here in about a week, you're going to talk about Super Bowl five. Maybe. I mean, it's a possibility. I don't know that I'm going to enjoy talking about that as much. 1973... 12, a 12 man syndicate led by Michael Burke and some guy named George Steinbrenner buys the Major League Baseball New York Yankees from CBS for $10 million. Yeah, it was like pennies. Chump change. 
1983, Dallas Cowboy running back Tony Dorsett sets an NFL record with a 99-yard rushing touchdown in the Cowboys' 31-27 defeat at the Minnesota Vikings. It's too bad they lost it. 1991, Wayne Gretzky becomes the fastest and youngest player in NHL history to score 700 goals. It took him just 886 games at the age of 29 years, 342 days in the L.A. Kings 6-3 win over the Islanders at Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Jamie, get to puff your chest up a little bit right now on this day in 1993. (laughs) The comeback. (laughs) Quarterback Frank Reich leads the Buffalo Bills back from a 32-point deficit to beat the Houston Oilers 41-38 in overtime in a wild-card playoff game. It's the greatest comeback ever in NFL history. It's a pretty good one. Until a few weeks ago. I mean, when the Colts blew yep. that mm-hmm. lead. I mean, that was a 33 to nothing game. So that one was... So that one is now the second greatest comeback. I don't know. This is a playoff game. That, that, yeah. that should count for at least two points. That's fair. That's fair. 1997, Texas El Paso head coach Don Haskins becomes the 10th coach in NCAA Division I history to record 700 career wins when the Miners edge SMU 66-64. to And in 2016, Jimmy Butler breaks Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls record for points in an NBA half, scoring 40 of his 42 points in the second half to lead the Bulls to a 115-113 victory over the Raptors. There's your boy. Jimmy Buckets. What were you doing in the first half, Jimmy? Why'd you only score two there? Foul trouble, maybe? I don't know. It is National Chocolate Covered Cherry Day. You guys don't seem like fans. No, I'm I'm in. Happy birthday, former Red Raider basketball player, Jason Sasser, 49 today. Man, he was a good one. I wish his uh, nephew had come here. Nephew, right? The one that plays at Houston? Her cousin? I don't know. His brother played at SMU. Yeah. I'm just glad he played here. Happy birthday, Mel Gibson, 67. Eli Manning, 42. And Jim Ross is 71. And on this day in 2004, the Mars Expedition rover Spirit safely lands on the Red Planet in one of the longest and most successful missions in NASA history. Spirit would survey the Martian geography for the next seven years, while Opportunity, its twin, which would land in about 21 days, remained active until June of 2018. And that is this day in sports history. You think you'll uh, live long enough to see a man on Mars? Or woman? How long before you think that's going to happen? Well, they're they're trying to get back to the moon by 2025, so... You know, let's just say that that's successful and they build their moon base. It'll probably take about 10 years. So then maybe another, I would say within the next 20, Jeff, do you think? Mars? Expedition to Mars? Here's the thing. Mars is hard. (laughs) And what I mean by getting to Mars is hard because... There's that left turn in Albuquerque. I mean, around in one of those roundabouts. Yeah. We joke... Um, there's oh, a short serious. way. There's a short way and a long way. The short way. The short way, way is 90 days. 
the long way is two years. Okay. So why don't we take the short way? Well, <laughs> because then it's if something happens, it's two years to get back. So I mean, it's you're. Taking the short way. I'm not doing anything in 2044. I don't have anything scheduled. <laughs> taking the short way gets you two years to come back, and taking because the long way the, gets you 90 days. It's where the planets are okay. in their orbit. If you launch so it's short, you've got to wait till the planets get back lined up to get back. And then there's the possibility of not getting back. I think they know that when they sign up for going to Mars. There's, sure, sure. But where's Major Tom when you need him? <laughs> See, this is the question we should all be asking. Right. Mars is hard. Mars is a lot harder than the moon. A lot harder than the moon. <laughs> that was yes. uh, a far better answer than I yeah. uh, thought I was going to get and maybe deserved. <sighs> Goodness. It's like half of all missions that have been sent to Mars have failed. As we sit here today, half of them have failed. Well, that's the unmanned ones. But we're... we're oh, yeah. Let's try that at odds with, with manned on board. Well, That'd I know, be but great. We're, I mean, yeah. we're, we're getting better, right? Oh, Sure. In there. theory, Mars is still hard. Uh, somebody says this nephew is right. Uh, somebody else also from the 8th Flooring Center chat line uh, said uh, January 11th is when classes start for Texas Tech. Okay. Got it. So thank you for uh, thank you for that. Take your uh, thoughts and comments continuously on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Go to the WC 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Did, did Was it just me or was this a weird New Year's this year? Um, given that, you know, Sunday was New Year's Day and I mean, like the Rose Parade was yesterday. I watched a grand total of none of that because me and the boys, uh, did a construction site visit at the, uh, uh, over at Jones Stadium. It was unofficial, but I mean, we just went over there to see him, you know, with the cranes and scooping up the metal. They basically have the whole South end zone, at least the offices and whatnot, is gone except for the pillars where the double T scoreboard was. So that was really that was really cool. Okay. Uh, I, the oldest used my construction hat. So if, if they'd have needed the the boys to go down there and help out, or at least kind of give them a look, see, one had a construction helmet, and the other one had a Spider Man uh, bike helmet that he now wears everywhere he goes. The three year old. That's good. So he's prepared. He's prepared. He's prepared. Anyway, uh, so it's, uh, I mean, they're they are not wasting any time. They're not letting any grass grow over there at, uh, at Jones Stadium. No. There uh, you go. You can follow along and watch it. On the construction cam? Yeah, on the pretty construction cool. cam. That's yeah, pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, I'm not sure where the band's going to sit next year, but uh, I guess they'll, they'll figure out a spot for them. I bet they'll figure something out. It'll be interesting to me, like when season tickets go on sale, I would think that there would be a, a burst because of the uh, enthusiasm coming off the bowl win. I do think there's going to be a, a bump uh, for the for the season ticket uh, sales for uh, 2023 season. The thing that's it's good most interesting is, and this is really a tech talk initiative. I learned this on uh, on on Friday uh, or Thursday, sitting in for Gus, whatever day it was. Thursday, sitting in for Dickens. That they're really focused on that Big Twelve football schedule. I mean, they're really concentrating on... Well, they should get that out faster then. Analyzing it, you know, in terms of what's going on there. Well, I'm talking it. about the Tech Talk guys getting that schedule out faster. Yeah. If they're really focusing on it, <laughs> they, really, they should have that done by now. They should. They should. I mean, there's, it's a real point of emphasis. Well, I mean, it'd be 
I think we're all excited about the opportunity or the possibility of Texas and Oklahoma going away just because we're kind of sick of them. Do you think that could happen before the 23 season? I still don't think it's going to happen, but I would guess that's what the delay is. Yeah, or at least... They're trying to figure that all out. Or at least... um, Has the SEC put out their schedule? I don't know. I'll check on that. I think I think so, which is going to delay. I think it's this is about the twenty four year, not the twenty three season. Okay, that's what that's what I think this is about. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line to the Double T ninety seven three com for that of the mobile app. Uh, this with regard to the uh, Tech men's game against TCU on Saturday. Men made several terrible passes, including some behind the back in the second half. I wonder how many turnovers the men had at the half, but they easily had 10-plus uh, in the second half. I don't have that number just right off the top, but I can tell you they had 23 turnovers for the game that led to 22 points. I mean, I'm trying just... to remember. I think it was – it feels like it was like maybe 11 at halftime. Okay. I I'm trying to remember. I was listening to that one on the radio, and I I feel like I feel like I heard Clark say eleven. You know, and then um, is that obviously something that it doesn't matter who you're playing. Um, you can't have twenty three turnovers in a Big Twelve game. Yeah, and I think I come away. Okay, I mean TCU's ranked. You know, they came into the season ranked, and they had the hiccup, and they've come back strong. Looked like a quality basketball team. I know it wasn't, I mean, it was on the road. We know it wasn't a raucous environment or anything like that, so not the toughest place to win or anything like that. But fact of the matter is, with O'Banner in foul trouble, not playing in the first half, with Daniel Bacho not being able to give you everything because he's under the weather, um, you know, still late into that game, you you had a lead. So I don't think I look at the that game and feel like the sky is falling for the Red Raiders. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think that much of that game you played good basketball, ex, you know, except for the turnovers. You just didn't take, take care of the ball. And a lot of them were turnovers that led to easy baskets at the other end. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm... I'm not saying I'm not saying uh, I like I'm uber encouraged by the game, but I'm also not discouraged. I, I feel like this team can compete with the better teams in the conference, but they've got to get more consistent scoring from some of these guys that are the key guys, right? Yeah. And and Kevin O'Banner's one of them. Mm-hmm. And um, you need a big night from him tonight. Yeah, uh, and and Daniel Bacho's the other one, obviously injured or not injured, but under the weather that, mm-hmm. that factored into it. But again, as we said, the, I mean, if he's grabbing nine rebounds and blocking five shots, you'd think he's got some energy, right? Yeah, he's able no, to move so. around and do right. things. Yeah, right. How is it that he gets one shot up? One shot. Okay, and and is that less about Daniel Bacho and more about your ball, your guards getting him the ball? You know, I think one of the things that I, I did hear the um, the radio guys talk about is TCU was more inside out than the Red Raiders, and it felt like a lot of their threes were up the court pull up, whereas TCU would drive and kick or you know pass into the paint, and obviously they have a big that's impressive as well, and 
um, and and be able to find shooters from the outside. I don't know. They didn't shoot it well from three-point range, so it's not like that was a huge factor. You shot it much better than they did. But um, I just we we got to get more touches for Daniel Bacho, right? Yeah. And it's hard hard to imagine the Red Raiders playing anywhere near their best without Bacho being a bigger factor. And, I mean, O'Banner and Bacho combined are averaging, what, 25 points a game, and you get eight out of those two. It's going to be hard to win on the road in the Big 12 if those two aren't doing more. Not, not only that, you get the eight points, but you get a total of eight shots from those two. Yeah. that I mean, and I re- like you said, I mean, I realize that, you know, O'Banner's out for a significant portion, but he still played 23 minutes. And my guess is that 28, over 50% of your shots from Isaacs and Harmon is too much. Would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I'm, I'm. You can put me in the camp of feeling like Pop Isaacs is going to be the one taking big shots for you. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm not surprised by that. I didn't hate either one of their games on Saturday. Okay. Um, but I do feel you got to get more touches for those bigs. All right. Uh, tonight you take on a Kansas team that is uh, twelve and one on the year. Their lone loss uh, came to uh, against Tennessee. They fell sixty-four to fifty. They had a close one on Saturday, uh, defeating Oklahoma State at home, sixty-nine um, sixty-seven. They have three guys really that jump off the stat sheet for you. Uh, Jalen Wilson is one. He averages 21 a game. He's made uh, 28 threes. Their big three-point shooter is Grady Dick. He averages 15 a game. And then uh, Kevin McCuller uh, is averaging 11 and a half a game. And he's their second leading rebounder at uh, 7.7 points of 7.7 rebounds uh, a ball game. He's also turned it over the most. 33 turnovers. Be interesting to see the crowd reaction to him. Be interesting to see how he handles that tonight. Um, and maybe they're able to, to put the crowd noise uh, away. And But if you can get the crowd into the game early, uh, this, is a, this is a team that you can beat. It's going to be really difficult. Yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, TCU's, excuse me, Kansas, talented like always. I think this one, you know, with, even without the students all being back here in town, I think you're still going to have, you know, a great environment. I mean, just I, I think you'll see plenty of students there that'll make the student section fun, and I think you'll see the the locals pack the joint. So I still think it's going to be a tough place to play for Kansas. I think our team's going to be excited to play Kansas as well. Uh, as far as the Kevin McCuller factor goes, you know, I wanted to be hard on Chris Beard. Um, I truly wish that. Uh, they didn't give Kevin McCullough the satisfaction of making it a big deal tonight mm-hmm. and booing him a bunch and all that, but I think they will. Um, and I, as far as how that he'll react to that, I mean, some guys it may spur him on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or some guys it may be hard on him. Or his I, teammates too. Yeah, I don't. So I I don't know what to expect. What to expect for uh, how McCullough will play tonight. Uh, Kansas does not have a a big uh, size of uh, inside like they've had traditionally. They uh, they average average out rebounding their opponents by about four a game, so that's that's not a huge thing. What they what they do do is they do do a good job of taking care of the basketball. They average about twelve a game. That that's going to be huge uh, tonight for the Red Raiders. 
just got to take care of the basketball. And maybe you're better at home than you are on the road with that. Maybe you're better game two than you were game one of the Big 12. Have we been horrible taking care of the basketball most of the season? Um, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I would say not as good as last year. But I, think, I wouldn't say we, we've been horrible. They're averaging 15 a game. It just seems like there's been some games where they haven't. I think it's been a more feast or famine kind of deal. Yeah, I think, I think they, that's fair. They it's come, been some come, bad ones. Come in bunches. Yeah. Come in bunches. Um, but, I'm, you know, I think... But you'd the, definitely like to see that number from 15 be closer, much closer to 12 or 11. Yeah, I mean, games. you just can't... You can't win very many Big 12 basketball games with 23 turnovers. Man. You know, that's 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 the uh, the deal. Uh, somebody says this, I'm good with Pop and Harmon taking 50% of the shots if uh, they are getting drives. No, I don't know about you. I want Pop hanging out at the three-point yeah. line. Uh, this is that But I like the fact that uh, the texter's point about Harmon getting to the rim. He does a good job of that, especially in transition. Yeah, I'm uh, so far I'm wrong about this. Is that the same McCullough that Chuck claimed would be nothing more than a great bench player for them? Yeah. No, he's been he's been better than I thought he would be for them. But you're right. I did say that. Mm. You know, so Yeah. That's that's okay. I mean What's I, he what's he putting up a game? Uh, he is at uh, 11 and a half a game, and he's averaging 30 minutes a game, 31 <laughs> minutes a game. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah. Hey, you know, I mean, hey, you know, can't get them all right, right? <laughs> I have a hard time getting any of them right. I mean, I'm, so. about, I'm about uh, 51% or so. Uh, I'm, not keeping, I'm not keeping track, per se. Well, I have the game for you tonight at 7, play-by-play uh, tonight. At eight from United Supermarkets Arena. Imagine if you had to, though. Imagine if you had to keep track mm-hmm. at any point, like everything you say. Right. Like at the end of the day, if there was, uh, there's a, there's a TV show on ESPN. Like at the end of the show. Okay. I can't. I can't remember what the name of the show is. There's a guy who comes on and like corrects all the in- incorrect mm-hmm. comments that are made. Right. Right. Imagine at the end of the day, like. Like, okay, my day is done. Mm-hmm. All right, you take off your watch and you hit a button. Right. And you're percent accurate or you're percent wrong. Sure. <laughs> Every day, you're like, man, I was only at 50% today. I, I think I'm a, I think I'm a 55 percenter on average. <laughs> uh, Colin Cowherd does that. He does a lot of uh, Colin was right, Colin was wrong. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You might hear a little Colin was right, Colin was wrong today. Uh, you're talking good, uh, an entire day. <laughs> Of just slightly just say, half yeah. are correct. Yeah. It seems like the percentage would be much higher. Than well, I mean, yeah, God, I hope it's because, higher than that. Because, I mean, like, you're going to say, huh, this weather weather is beautiful. Check mark. Check hey, mark. Get right. it beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. <laughs> sure. Or <laughs> something along those lines of, hey, the Lovett Cooper girls and boys will play tonight, and we'll have it for you on 100.7 to score at 6. Ding. They See, take on the Coronado Mustangs See, from the Mustang Gym. So you're like two and one right and now. And then uh, tonight we'll have Texas yeah. Tech and Kansas from the arena. Hmm. And next we'll have Jamie's question of the day. <laughs> the low-hanging fruit here. <laughs> the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, time for your first question of 2023. I guess maybe this is something that we could subjectively keep track of throughout the year, although it would seem to be maybe a little tedious. What are we keeping track of? Who answers the question maybe the best or the most complete or who just <laughs> answers the question? Maybe that would be, that, that'd be a start. For Joy, us, right? Chuck, point of order. Uh, Jamie gets to answer it too. 
if he doesn't pick himself, he's an idiot because he's the one making the vote and giving an answer. We wouldn't even get a point all year. It'd be 52 to nothing. 52 to nothing. Well, there's more than, it's five days a week. I don't know, Chuck, how much you've listened to take versus take, but there's one thing about take versus take that Clint Scott really gets angry about when we play this little game show. Mm Mm-hmm. On 100.7, the score at like... Uh, 130. 130? Okay. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I ask the questions, and if I don't like his and Jackson's answers, I give myself the point. I, I think yeah. I've heard that before. And this angers Clint so much. Does it? And it there have been times where... You've, extremely fun. You've taken a point away from him just because of mm-hmm. maybe yeah. an answer that he's yeah. already gotten a point from. This texter is, um, is, is online what I was thinking just a minute ago. I'm going to call it a win for 2023 if a math question is asked. Right. And we do not answer a state. Okay. <laughs> because the chat on the Yates Flowing Center chat line just says Arkansas. I may never live that one down. <laughs> I may never live that one down. It may down. have been the highlight of 2022. Wow. That's a, yeah, for, that's for a the high morning bar. Dri- for the morning drive. That's a high bar. Yeah. All right. What's your... All right, I'm going to go to a subject that we've discussed many times, discussed and discussed many times. Okay. Okay. Uh, Always changing as this season went along for the Red Raider football team, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So I'm going to ask you two-parter. Man, I hate the two-parters. Who do you think will start the first game of the season at quarterback next year for the Red Raiders, and who do you want to? Well, I think Tyler Shuck's going to start the first game. Um, I think I would only want Baron Morton to start the first game if he truly won it. And that's all subjective because the coaches are the ones that are going to be right there 24-7, whether it's meetings or practice or things like that. The, 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 the media spotlight uh, in the spring game won't mean a whole lot. Um, you know what? The way that he played... I'm just going to say this. Tyler Shuck to start, and I want Tyler Shuck to start and be healthy. He may give you the best chance to win based on all the things that they've said. Okay. I'm going to go Tyler Shuck starts the first game. And at this point, I want Tyler Shuck to start the first game. Um, I was in Shuck's camp at the beginning end of last year kind of wavered it sometimes this year but it's a new season and the fact that he came out early and said that he's coming back next year that's the buy-in he was late to that party well we aren't still like we got it after the bowl game it wasn't like we'd be in the middle of summer when he said he was coming back or like uh the season was still on when he said it was on when he was coming back so i'm gonna say shuck both okay so you both have gone shuck shuck, shuckity yep. shuck shuck shuck. Ah <laughs> mm-hmm. shucks. Yeah, I'm going to go shuck. I think will be the starter next year. I think that you would be, I don't know, naive lost if you ex- didn't expect him to be the starter. Um, I my choice would be Baron Morton. I think he's the more talented. I think he's got the bigger upside, and then he's got more years as well. I think he's better in the now and not just building for the future. I just think he's better right now. 
Like he's more a more explosive, higher up, higher ceiling guy. Well, potentially. I guess he does have. Does he have one more year? Was this because he was a redshirt freshman in this this past year, right? Redshirt freshman this past year, so he'll be a redshirt sophomore. So he'll he'll have three years left because I think Shuck has this plus one more. Shuck hasn't applied for the medical redshirt yet, but he could. He could. He, he could, could have one more. He could have one. He more. doesn't, as we sit today. Today, right? He'd have to to do that, but it's it's possible. It's possible for him to have one more additional. Mm-hmm. Okay, seven thirty-five this morning here on the morning drive. Are you still one hundred percent confident that Baron Morton will be here next year? Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because because that I would have guessed that we would have heard about it by now yes. if he was leaving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't but, know that I'm at a hundred percent, but I know that I'm I'm pretty high. And you know, he's watched the team the last two years where you've needed multiple quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So even being the number two quarterback doesn't mean you won't play. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, that's fair, Jeff. I don't know as a backup quarterback you're banking on that, right? Mm-hmm. You're sitting around going, well, I'm going to play a bunch because we're going to play three quarterbacks this upcoming year. We do every year. I don't know that you're banking on that. I think what, how I would, maybe a better way to put this, he's seen where the backup has gotten multiple opportunities. It's not a in the year's way back machine where we had one starter for the whole year and it didn't matter what the, ha- happened. We were going to run the starter back out there. He'd probably prefer to be the guy that runs out there first. Though. Oh, sure. Yeah. But it's also not a, well, I'm the backup here. I'm never going to get into a game. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be real interesting because his next portal opportunity will come up in, in May right after uh, spring football. So depending on how that goes, you know, I guess they're still... They're See, still, and that's... And I'm... Holding that out too. Yeah, there's still mm-hmm. that, uh, there's still that that possibility. <sighs> this, how much wood could Tyler Shuck chuck if Tyler Shuck could chuck wood? Yeah, I'm you know, impressed that you got that right. Well done, <laughs> Chuck. You bet. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that that old. Uh, how much wood could wood cut chuck? How much wood? It's just that's why you're ahead. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck chuck? No, wood. If a woodchuck could chuck, chuck wood, wood, could chuck chuck wood. chuck. There you go. Yeah, there you go. It's fun to say it to you because we can add an extra right. chuck at the end with a question mark. Uh, somebody says this. I think Morton will get some pretty good nil deals to hang around. You know, that, there's there is that as well in terms of um, who has the best deals for him yeah i don't know that it's i don't know that the money is outweighing playing time at this point if pick a school that's equal to texas tech okay Mm -hmm. if oklahoma state said you can come be our starter but you only get half of what you're getting paid at texas tech you think he'll do it no oh i think he would you do to be go back there there and be the starter be the starter and first oh no yeah 100 percent. i think he wouldn't a heartbeat Okay. No, you disagree. You're allowed to. I'm just, I'm just, I'm sitting here thinking about it going. Okay, is that the, is that the spot that he wants to be? No, I think, I, I think, I think he wants. I think because, I think if he didn't have the the Lubbock tie and the and the you know going back to, 
you know, growing up here and being a Red Raider fan I mean, for life, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you're basically saying that money's more important than playing time in that situation. Yeah, but I was really throwing in the Red Raider factor for him, for him per se. Mm, that's an interesting question. I, I don't, that, that, I'm sure that he's going to be faced with that dilemma at some point in time. That somebody's going to say to him through the back channel, hey, come here and you can you can start or you'll have a very, very good chance to start. And Oklahoma State would be one of those schools because it's a kind of a mess up there. Right? I don't know. They've won a lot of games in recent no, years. No, no, they, no, I mean, they may have had a down season of, mm -hmm. of seven and six, but I, they've, they've had a lot more consistency than you've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys have flipped from Morton a few weeks ago back to Chuck. Maybe I have. I don't think Jamie Jamie really hasn't. I've flipped on thinking who would be the starter because I thought I mm -hmm. thought Chuck would be gone. But, but if you had your choice, I mean, you would say Baron Morton. I I think Morton has the higher ceiling, higher higher upside. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really think Jamie's flipped. I'm mm -hmm. flip flopping like a fish on the side of the bank sometimes. You know that when you when you land a fish, fish is like, you know, it's always so, it always puts you into a frantic as well. You're trying to get that thing off the hook, and then you're trying to, and then it ends up back in the water. So you uh -huh. and your grandson got one. No, I've not seen no. him get one. I was all excited. For I have not seen him. I've not seen him get one yet. I'm a terrible fisherman. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Staying alive today. Okay? That's good. That's the goal, right? Every day? Mm -hmm. See if we can make it another day. See if we can uh, keep putting our pants on every day. So that, That's a good thing, right? We very much like it around here when you put your pants on. Okay. Yes, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio, and I look forward to hearing from you today as you uh, dial into Double T 97.3 as we uh, have the Yates Flooring Center chat line that's open. Go to DoubleT97.3.com for that. Benchmark Hotline is open as well. Uh, this, I feel like uh, Sonny Dykes. I like Sonny Dykes, but he has only coached Power five teams to an above 500 record twice out of 12 years. Doesn't matter. Uh, this year feels like a fluke or luck. Well, uh, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll take, I would take his fluke and his luck, right? Uh, sure. I think he's done a terrific job this year. I, I really do. So I, I know that um, the cupboard was, was pretty full with talented mm -hmm. players and some things, you know, kind of, you know, broke their way. There have been, as far as with some injuries that went against them, or that worked out for them with, with their opponents. So there was a little bit of luck in there, too. But, I, I mean, I, it would be, I think you're, I think it will be unfair to not give him and the coaching yeah. staff a, sure. a ton of credit and feel like they did a really good job this year. Do you know who's on his coaching staff that I had forgotten? I'd forgotten about this. Because he left uh, the Red Raiders before the bowl game last year. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. They showed him during the game. I was like, oh, I had no idea he was there. Yeah, Mark Tomerdahl. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'd, I'd forgotten all about that that uh, that he was there. So, you know, you go from you go from being on a staff that gets canned to being on a staff that could win a national championship. Well, that's some pretty good luck right there. Mm -hmm. Now, he has a relationship with Sonny Dykes that goes back to their Cal days. So he's been, he's worked for him 
extensively before. So that's one of the reasons probably why he's the special teams coach at TCU. Okay. Because they had uh, a previous uh, re- previous relationship, and that's no different. <laughs> I did look this up. I think I looked it up yesterday. Uh, Sonny has now two more wins than his old man did. But that one that he got Saturday was... It was a big one. It was a big one. Yeah, it was a, it was a big one. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, a week from yesterday when uh, TCU and Georgia play. Boy, don't you think the uh, TCU faithful is trying to figure out how to get to that game? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, the Georgia folks, they've been there before. But, you know, for TCU, they haven't uh, they haven't been there in, in uh, quite some time playing for national championship. We have to go back to the Davey O'Brien days. Just reminds me of the, I think I've told you this story before. I was at this high school for one of our daughter's competitions, and I'm like, God, what kind of high school is this, you know, in terms of, you know, trophies and stuff like that? Because it's like an older school. And then I I go around to where they have all their trophies. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And then I see the sign, only school in the nation. Um... Woodrow Wilson High School to have a uh, two former Heisman Trophy winners go to school there. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's a pretty good school. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's a pretty good mm-hmm. school. Tim Brown was one and Davey O'Brien was the other one. And the Davey O'Brien Award is named after Davey O'Brien, clearly, right? <laughs> Would make sense. Would make sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, 8.05 this morning here on the uh, Morning Drive. Cowboys. Boy, the Cowboys, Jamie, I just don't I don't know that I feel like that this team is just absolute dominant, but they're really, really close to being the one seed in the NFC. But are they the best team in the NFC? I don't think so. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree with you on that. But they could. They could be. They could be the one seed. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Philadelphia now, without Jalen Hurts, kind of feel like, well, kind of feel like that there's a big possibility that they could lose. It would be so probably typical Cowboy to go and, you know, lose to the Washington Commanders, who um, are now eliminated from postseason play. Uh, this will be a 325 game on uh, Sunday from our nation's capital. The Cowboys are favored by four. They're 12 and four on the season. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles are 13 and three after their most recent loss. They take on the New York football Giants, who've made the playoffs. Giants, though, have a chance to get a 10th win on the season. What if they feel better about Daniel Jones? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I thought this was a big year for him. Yeah. Basically, uh, be good or get out year for Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. And uh, I think he's he's been good. Yeah, I think he has too. Uh, do you think the Cowboys are better than the Vikings? Yes, I think the Vi- Vikings are a fluke. All those, you know, one possession wins. I think the Vikings have are kind of the sort of TCU of the NFL. Who would you rather face if you're the Cowboys? Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Or Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. Buccaneers. Okay. <laughs> is is that Packers your... are playing really well right now? The the Bucks are a joke. They're not. They're not good. 
Don't disagree with anything Jamie just said. Not a single word. I'd rather take on Aaron Rodgers than the Packers. Who beat you over and over again in the playoffs. Is this, this you're, is, you're just thinking about the struggles you've had against the Buccaneers in recent in the last mm-hmm. two years. Including Meanwhile, the Packers have knocked you out of the playoffs how many times with Aaron Rodgers? You're just four? forgetting all of that? Not forgetting. Yeah. But we've beaten Aaron Rodgers once. Uh, right now, the Cowboys would be the five seed. They'd play at the four seed Tampa Bay Bucks. Three seed uh, Minnesota Vikings would host the New York Giants in the seven seed. Seattle Seahawks play at the two-seed San Francisco 49ers. By the way, Jordan Brooks is done for the year. That's so sad. You know, he has a yeah. torn uh, knee ligament. Yeah. Uh, and so he is, uh, he is done, for the, done for the season. I think Cam Batson is also. Yeah. Well, uh, you got to be smarter than that. <laughs> so disappointing. It is disappointing. Uh, wild card first round now, the bye, as of right now, is, uh, is Philadelphia. So the the AFC is uh, really kind of wide open. As it stands right now, only because they've played one less game than Kansas City, the Bills would be the two seed. They would play host in New England. The Ravens would play at Cincinnati, and Jacksonville would play host to the Chargers. <clears throat> and I, you know, just from the standpoint of, and look, life is not fair, and certainly the the – the challenge that DeMar Hamlin is going through right now, just trying to fight for his life, and, and we don't know what the status is. Uh, just it seems really, really unfair if the if the Bills, if that game is postponed with Cincinnati and not made up, it's canceled, that they finish behind Kansas City and don't get to host, you know, throughout the playoffs. That would seem really, really unfair. Mm. I mean, as a Bills fan, I don't see it that way. Okay. I think it would be unfair to ask Buffalo to play this week, you know, like Wednesday, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then okay. Have to turn around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you you understand as a Bills fan, the NFL has to do things here. Sure. Okay. To make the postseason work. And there's really no other way. So, a Bills fan, as I said last night to my family, what were they going to do? What were they going to do? I'm like, I think I don't care how it affects the seating. I don't think Buffalo should have to play tomorrow or Wednesday or whatever, or Thursday or whatever, and then have to play again Sunday. Mm-hmm. I pl- let I mean it's gonna be hard enough for them to play on Sunday. It's it's life. It's life. And so if that means the Bills lose the number one seed, they they lose the number one seed. Eight ten. Your thoughts, uh, comments this morning on the Eight Morning Center chat line. It's presented by Happy State Bank. It is 810 this morning at Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.